Talk about son. Oh yeah, man, I've been looking forward to this. We actually haven't had a chance to even just talk about it, just one on one outside the podcast. So I'm really curious to see like what your overall thoughts are on the movie. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like, well, at least on my part, I say it was totally intentional to kind of uh, leave it as fresh as possible, so we wouldn't already have an idea of how we felt. I mean, we both said we liked the film, so. Uh, and and honestly, I think you'd be hard pressed to find people who are finding criticism with the film. Actually, I came across something today on Twitter where this guy was saying, "Is the film Islamophobic?" Is who? Uh, Islamophobic. Islamophobic. Yeah, one of his criticisms, which is something that didn't even happen, was when uh, T'Challa saves ooh, Nakia. Is that the name of? The yeah. Name? Yes. When he saves her, that they pulled the. Um, uh, the the scars from their heads, which you're not supposed to do. Uh, you know, you're not supposed to show their faces and blah blah blah. Didn't happen, but whatever. You no, know. it didn't happen. Uh, I mean, she was she wasn't she was a spy, so she pulled hers off. I, I don't I don't know. You know, people. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you know, oh, maybe that's what Jones meant. Yeah, oh no, true. that's that's actually okay. That's that's funny in a totally different kind of way. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, it's, it's normally something pretty pretty outrageous uh, when people are talking about they don't like the movie. Yeah. So with that in mind, um, I'd like to jump into it. But before we jump into it, there's something I wanted to uh, ask you about. What's that? So, I mean, and this is related to the film, but I've kind of been interested in seeing how you felt on the topic of people. Going to view the film and the African aesthetic, and you know what I mean, and black people know what I mean. But for those who are a little less, a uh, little less uh, informed on this particular topic, uh, people going and uh, look. Now I'm, I'm saying, oh, you're less informed. How do I put this? Um, at, you know, kind of like the kind of generic version of what you would consider African attire, like wearing the the bright oranges and greens and reds and blacks, you know, which is kind of like pan-African colors. And that's that's yeah. wonderful. Some people feel like that's that's something to be critical of because normally African-Americans don't, you know, kind of celebrate their heritage in that way. But did you feel any kind of way about that? Well, one thing I felt like, even when you look at Black Panther, it's a very pan-African type of film like all the way around and me i would say like me personally i didn't go in that in the movie theaters dressed up in the dashiki or anything and because i just looked at it like essentially that it's a movie you know um, well okay well what does that mean to you does i mean well what that- it means to me like i don't i don't go to any movie like that so like like I'm I'm not even the type of I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but I'm not gonna go to a Star Wars screen and dress up like a stormtrooper. 
So that's just that's just me personally because I'm not a gaudy person. So because there's a certain thing going on, I'm not gonna just sit there and just dress up like that. Like if I I got African entire attire. But I dress up like it just to, you know, celebrate that particular culture. But I'm not going to do it. I guess my, this is what I'm going to say to that. My thoughts is just me personally as an individual. I'm not going to be a part of something and just do it because everybody else is doing it. I put it that way. But with that being said, I don't see nothing wrong with them doing that, though. Um, I know a lot of people will beg to differ. Like, for example, we had a conversation about this. Like, I say, like, the the day before the film came out, one of my homeboys, he was he had put up a post about like, do we think that, you know, us like black people dressed up in this African attire and, you know, doing all this, you know, different stuff at the movie theater and stuff, is that taken away from the white viewership? I'm I'm not yeah. understanding. The I didn't understand it neither when he said <laughs> But, Wait, but, but okay, I'm, I'm going to say this is why he said it, just to kind of give some reference to it. He okay. overheard a white woman that he knows say, oh, she was talking to somebody else. She was like, oh, I'm thinking about seeing Black Panther, but then, you know, I kind of see how, you know, some other people are acting as far as the movie is concerned. And I think I'm going to just wait till everything calm down type of deal. So in his mind, he was asking, do, do we think we need to kind of settle down on that? Because we're gonna take away from the, I guess, the white dollar. I, you know, man, I chose a really complicated topic to start with, but um, it's not like when people cosplay for Star Wars, as you gave allusion to, uh, it's not like people look at that as threatening to other people. Yeah. Like I'm not even really sure why the woman would feel. Like, all right, here's the reality of seeing anything, really. Particularly something you know is going to have, like, uh, some sort of social stratification uh, within the audience. Uh We're talking about a a film. You can go see, like, like, for example, I kind of had mixed feelings about doing it, but when I saw it, I didn't really see it with a black audience. I was out in the suburb. I mean, I can go see it again. I, I may do that. But I know for a fact that's a very different experience than going to go see that movie in a theater that has a majority black population. Yeah. That's going to be a different experience. Like, like any Memphis movie theater. <laughs> well, or, or, like, for example, <laughs> when I saw Get Out, I wasn't, I didn't, wasn't really spoiled on what the film was, but yeah. I was very excited to see it with white people. That to was see their reaction to it. thing to have happen. Um, but this is a movie I probably would have a totally different experience with, with a bunch of black people. So, uh, you, I don't know, like this. But you know what's crazy uh, to to add to that? The second time I saw the movie, so where I stay is called is like Saxy, Texas, right? So it's majority white people out here, you know. So it was a majority like white audience in the movie theater when I saw it with my sister, and like people were in there clapping. So. Well, uh, 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 well, uh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Like in what part? Like, like I'm at the end of the movie, you know, like. And I always think that just just to add to that, I always think it's weird when people clap at the end of a movie, like the actors or something can hear them. Like it's a like stage. White point. people do that stuff. Like they know. Like you know, like you at a ballet and people be knowing to clap and you don't know when to clap. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like that kind of stuff. I just don't clap, you know. Yeah, because I, I don't know. Because that. I don't want to be that guy. But 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 to add to to add to what you were saying, like why would she feel threatened? I really think that that's the biggest issue, the fact that black people embracing their culture is something frightening about that. Well. That, that's a whole other topic. For right now, let's jump into the movie because we can spend yeah, all Yeah, because we'll be talking that about that for about two hours or something. Yeah, so the movie itself, I know we both said we liked it. Uh, I don't even know what it's saw in this movie. Um, I, I guess let's let's start with T'Challa. Um, yeah. Just like, what what did you think of him as a character in this movie? Man, you know what? T'Challa, I don't want to say he's like, T'Challa is awesome because of the character himself, but he's also kind of overshadowed in the film. And I think what what I, what I like about it, and it's something that I never really thought about until recently, that in the comic book, Black Panther is low-key overpowered. And okay. I say this because I was um, watching these videos about like how, how Black Panther was able to defeat the Silver Surfer at one point. Um, he's, he's wielded the uh, infinity yeah, gauntlet. Yeah, you know, just give it for now. Tell me about it later. I yeah, I'm, it's something I had to get into later. But but the point is, is that everything about Black Panther was it's like he was almost created to debunk racism. Okay, so all right, you know what? Look, look, all right, let's stop there for a second because that's actually a really great point. Um, so just playing off of that, Black Panther when he was created. Uh, we're talking early seventies, I believe. I don't know exactly. Yeah, but, um, it was no, it was more. It was late sixties. Late sixties. Okay. Well, yeah. when he was created, essentially, he was like the perfect man. It was like see how these people who are racist, blah blah blah. And he like, was created by two white men, Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. So yeah, that's and it, basically the whole thing was like this dude is super smart, super strong. Like he's the epitome of of what humanity can accomplish. Exactly. And so, basically, he he is, you know, super soldier serum without super soldier serum. Well, well, actually, without super soldier serum, it's actually just a, a natural plant. But which, is like, <laughs> which works as a super soldier serum in the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he was already like a really smart dude, so on and so forth. So yeah, actually, that's. But the whole thing was literally to kind of combat the idea that a minority character could not be a superhero. So yeah, on that point, you're totally correct. But but at the same time, isn't it almost kind of low-key racist for him to be that way, too? And and I say that... Uh, I, because yeah, he, I, I get what you're saying. Because of the yeah, fact yeah. that he was made to be literally perfect. And so, like, I was... um The reason why I even thought about this, because um I, you know how I told you Taniyasi Coates has been... wrote the 2016 run of Black Panther... He's still writing it. Uh-huh. Oh, he's still writing. Okay, see, I, yep. I kind of fell out. I need to go back into reading it because I was. It's reading on sale on Comicsology right now. Like you can get uh, most of his run, single issues for. Uh, actually, I don't know how much the single issues are, but the whole volumes, like volume one, two, and three. Yeah. Like, volume one's two ninety nine. Volume two is something like that, and volume three is like five ninety nine. So this would so, be a perfect time to get a digital copy. So anyway. So um, one he was saying like one of the challenges that he had with writing that character and he don't he said he don't think it was intentional but was because of the fact of how perfect he was written to be from the beginning when he was in his conception and so he had to make certain things about um black 
Black Panther to where like it would make him a more interesting character and have to deal with certain things outside of um I guess super heroics in a sense. Which which I think that's why his run like shines. And it's kinda like the same take that um Ryan Coogler gives to it with, with his with his idea and concept to it. And it's also when you when you think about it, how how the story is told and even Taniyasi Coates run a Black Panther, it's like it's it's almost like T'Challa is like overshadowed by everything else that goes on around him. And he's not the most interesting character. Well, I think because like, Wakanda is a character, if that makes sense. Like the the country itself is a character, and he's I just. I think the the reason that's happening is, to your point, at least as far as that universe, he tends to be the strongest one um, among his kingdom, and and it's rare he'll just be straight up overpowered. But the thing is. You know what is his version of real politics? Exactly. Like, like how how is he powerful beyond just the physical? You know, mm-hmm. like what is his soft power? What is his beyond uh, his, the physical his and, his, and his intellect though too? And like, how does he relate to his his people? Well, and because, the thing is, does he relate to his people? That's a yeah. Question that's another thing because zone. like. It's it's almost like that comparison between like Superman and Batman and stuff, right? Like uh, as far as what? Well, like, well, no, right not not. Let me not say Superman, Batman, but just Superman himself and him being a hero and how does he relate to human beings or can he relate to human beings? And like to, for T'Challa, Wakanda for T'Challa is different than Wakanda for the Dora Milaje or for well, the the thing about like Marvel T'Challa, he's not really, at least he doesn't seem right now, he doesn't seem disinterested in being king. Now, part of that, so in the comics, like he's always kind of wandering off and people always wonder if he's like actually going to protect the kingdom. He just became king in the Marvel movies. Yeah, after his father's death. Right, and so it's a very... It's an interesting take because it's so early on who he is deciding to become, but I feel like the, probably the main character in the film um, is Legacy. Oh, okay. It's not even, it's not any particular character, but it's like the legacy Man. of Wakanda, and not just the legacy of, of Wakanda, but the mistakes of past generations. Yeah, and like, there's also that concept of like, do you do you hold on to old cultures and traditions in in this in what modern way age? Are you like some like certain things that they like like Wakanda they were advanced technologically wise, mm-hmm. but they weren't when it came to certain to their politics. Like even well, I mean, even, but- even how they crowned their king was pretty archaic, you know. like i mean not to talk about that you i mean it's dope you know what i'm saying but these people fought to the death and like that's that's how not i'm i'm jumping ahead but that's how a person like killmonger comes into power like it wasn't like oh let's vote and see who who should be king it was literally like a fight to the death and whoever wins is fighting in in fairness though (laughs) um but just think about it the in the king, world. But, but, okay, so here's the, the king has to accept the challenge. And the reason the king accepted the challenge in this case 
wasn't just simply because a dude who was strong said, I'm here to take the throne, but because of the, it was the mistakes right. of the previous generation, of his father in particular, who he heralded as a great man. And once he learned of his mistakes, that I mean, really, pride is what led to T'Challa taking the challenge. He didn't Indeed. have to do that. There's nothing that we know of in Wakanda's bylaws or whatever that would have said that just because he challenges you, you say no, that you don't hold the throne. Well, no, it it might, it could be because he had the blood. He said he had right, he had blood right to the throne. Yeah, so, but I'm saying T'Challa had just learned about that, like, I mean, that like day, a, <laughs> Like that day. But, <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying. But just think in the nation where their technology is so advanced, they still holding on to those particular customs. I mean, now see, you better talk all this shit, and and I don't mean like like to to mean like you're saying all oh, these people are so primitive. But at the no. same time, look what we just did from a de- democratic standpoint. Ah, oh, that's true. So I mean, the the interesting thing is this movie is actually it works on many different levels. I mean, in some ways, Wakanda is a allusion to. The Ways of America. Now, I don't think they actually made the film precisely to uh, mirror this time we're in. Because the movie was being made before Trump became president. Yeah. But this idea of isolation and being the most powerful nation that isolates itself and puts itself first. Like, it might as well be hashtag Wakanda first. Yeah. Wakanda over everything. And there's another thing I was thinking. is Is... Is Wakanda really the true villain in this whole movie, or the, or like you said, the legacy is the is the legacy that Wakanda holds up? Is that is that the real issue? Is that the? Real so are you conflict? asking is Killmonger the villain, or is Wakanda, or is Wakanda and the true seems- villain? Because when you think about it, they 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 was fucked up. They they did some like one of the, one of the main things that they did. And and I was just sitting there, and I kept thinking this to myself. I'm like, man, Wakanda is like black heaven. Like, uh-huh. if especially if you like a like a Pan Africanist or pro black, that's where you want to go when you die. You now, now, hold on. Now, here's the thing, though, right? <laughs> so, what do we know about Wakanda? Like, let's let's just think about that for a second. So, you said that, and I, I just I just want to challenge it, not. Because I think you're wrong, but I just want to kind of talk through this because I hadn't even done this exercise myself. All right, so we got the royalty of Wakanda. And, and you know, those people, you know, you got Nakia, T'Challa, Shuri, the mama, um, everybody else on, on the council and all that. So then below that, you have the warrior class. Now, I don't exactly know how it's set up, but... Um, uh, oh my god, what are these people's names? Alright, so you got Okoye. Uh, you got, uh, I think Wakabi. Wakabi. By uh, Daniel Kalua. Mm-hmm. Now, and if you notice, they don't live like, for, for Daniel Kalua's character, they don't live in the palaces. They live like in the huts. Yeah. And they're the ones who like kind of raise the animals to become warriors or whatever. Then, um, you have like the regular people who live like in the city, but it's almost like some shit off of, um, uh, uh, like Aladdin, like Agrabah. When you got like the regular people in the market, and these people ain't really living lavishly. Uh, they have, no. you know, like you got your farmers, you got your people who 
probably fishermen or something and whatever else. See, but like we don't know if there's a true middle class out there. Yeah, see, I was wondering about that because there's also the illusion of Wakanda too. Because like Wakabi and his people that's living in the huts and stuff, I don't think they're part of the illusion. I think they're still something that you don't see. But then you know how, like, every time they mention Wakanda, they like, third world country, third world country, this, this, that, and the third. And then when they even show pictures of Wakanda, it just, it, it doesn't look nothing like, you know, what we're thinking. So, what what the real or true Wakanda is. So, what are those people? You know what I mean? Like, are they just the people that's out there to, to feed onto the illusion that Wakanda is a third world country? And how are those people picked? Uh, I think those people just aren't even a part of the country, probably. And I was wondering about that, but then, but how is it, how does that work? How does that work for the rest of the world into thinking that Wakanda is a third world country? You just, you just act like you don't have shit. Like, I mean, the whole thing is, it's not like, so again, I don't know this for a fact. But I think what Wakanda probably did said, all right, so we're just not going to show them anything. But we're also not going to give them a reason to come out here. Like, oh, no, we got these atrocities and genocides, so now y'all need to come out here. They yeah. always just kind of made it where people weren't really paying attention too much. And we don't have a good sense, for example, of when the technology gets to the point where it's super advanced. So we don't know if this happens in 1900, 1600. They could have I mean, had this kind of technology but, but for a minute. Saying- what I'm saying is that those people that they show on the news and stuff like that, they were they were Wakandans too, right? So how do you decide which Wakandans stay outside of the city, or which ones? I mean, those might even be are on the outskirts, and which ones just are put them out for, for the world to see. You know what I mean? Yeah, but who I, decides those people though? Like what, what? Like maybe that's the social class. So so like like all right. For example, when you know this footage, I don't know if you remember seeing this. When Claw escaped Wakanda, there's footage they have of him getting out. I don't think I saw that. So, like, I mean, it's it's not a lot, but, it like, they show... Well, okay, I'm sorry. Now I'm thinking about it. That probably was from Wakanda. I don't think that was from the news. I don't really remember. Yeah, I, but, think, it, I think it was from that, so... No, but, but the point that I was going to make, too, about Wakanda, before I forget, is that mm-hmm. these people, they've always had this advanced technology. And so you mean to tell me that you let all of Africa become enslaved and y'all been hiding this whole time? So Like, they the villains. So let, let, let's talk <laughs> a little bit about Killmonger with that in mind. Yeah. His father, um, oh my God, what's his father's name? So Sterling K. Brown. I thought this was interesting because, you know, so many people watch this movie, particularly, like, if you're a white person, only using Sterling, uh, Sterling K. Brown and probably is yes, This, this is, is Us. This is Us, yeah. Which is very a fantastic. Different character. <laughs> it's a fantastic. <laughs> show. And so, it, it. This is one of the most fascinating things about the film for me, and it kind of reminded me of uh, the Dark Knight in an interesting way. When I watched the Dark Knight, and uh, you get the part at the end with the Joker, and you know he's like those two bolts blow each other, up, blow each other up. The one with the convicts, one with the so-called normal people. Mm-hmm. So in a normal setting, yeah, like those people. It, both bolts blow up. It is what it is. But it's a comic movie, so you can't do that. At the start of the film, they showing the Rodney King rise, 1992, and then Jabu and, and the um, other man from Wakanda are there. 
and they got their rifle set up. They planning to take some action. Now, they could have actually done that movie after they started killing cops. They didn't do that. Or, or, or after they were, like, infiltrating into white suburban neighborhoods to attack. We don't know what their plan was, but that's about as dark as a Disney movie is ever going to get. Yeah, you like, can tell they was on some radical shit. Yeah, they were finna go out there and, and mess something up. So, I just thought that was really fascinating, but the idea that he's like, something has to be done. Like, you've sent me out here as a spy, and I've seen the ills of what's happening, and it's not that they get into it, but 1992, we talking corrupt police, we talking uh, the DEA and, and CIA already haven't been caught doing things in the Iran-Contra scandal. There's a lot of things going on there. And if you understand some of the history, you're like, whoa, they're really like hinting at a lot of stuff. And in Jabu's like, for, y'all, for, for Wakanda to sit there and watch our brothers and sisters who've been like had their tongues, their tongues cut out, who don't know the history, who've been totally separated from the continent. We're just going to sit up here and watch this. No, I'm going to bring Vibranium out out here, and I'm going to give it to Claw, and we're going to make things happen. We're going to give weapons to the people, and we're going to have an uprising. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, number one, just just from a a standpoint of that's some really militant stuff to hint at, but then on top of that, it does, as you will point out, kind of point out the the flaws of a system where you just say I mean you know to some degree it's interesting because it's like the film I don't know how you feel about this Wakanda they keep talking about things in the tone in terms of the black diaspora but why didn't they help humanity itself exactly like Like, it's it's, a really odd thing to even think about and it is but but you know I try to to defend Wakanda. The only thing that I could ever think about was that when you have that much power, like it's either you're. I'm, let me see. Are you talking about like power corrupts? Yeah, like and eventually it's gonna become corrupted when it's when it's because it's. I think that what what one of the problems with Wakanda and their advanced technology because one thing we don't know how long they've been like this because that city futuristic first off right. but how long has it been to that point like yeah that's what that yeah exactly has that, it been centuries has it been decades yeah like, you see what i'm saying like, or is it just like they're always gonna be like 50 years ahead of us or 100 years ahead or whatever mm-hmm. but um either way it go they they would always have the advantage at one point in time and so with that being said around the world they would they would have to be that top power or they would eventually put themselves at that point and then so also, are you saying there'd be a problem with them being such a strong superpower that it was impossible to even fight against them because essentially what happens is they become responsible for the entire globe exactly like they would be policing the world and so that's probably what the issue would be. Now the world may be may be a little bit more peaceful, I, I feel to an extent. But it would, but but with that being said, it would almost be like a worldwide dictatorship in a sense. Now isn't that kind of the quandary of America right now, though? Exactly. 
So it's like you you it would they would be it would be taking away one evil and replacing it with another. Well, I mean, is it evil though? Like, I guess I mean, when I say evil, I mean like evil to be an isolationist. I mean, to some degree, it's like it can see the, the thing that's interesting is at least. So if we're looking at this, the current administration we have in the White House, it's not just that they they're trying to be isolationist. They're also hinting at an ethno state. I mean, yeah, am I saying that right? Yeah, ethno state, where basically you have like one particular culture and race and all that, which is a little bit different from trying to take care of your own. At the same time, Wakanda is an ethno state. Yeah, you know it is. Mean? Most definitely. So, it's a... I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's a really complicated question if you were really diving into it, uh, you know, beyond the surface level. Um, but we can spend all day talking about that. Let's get a little bit more to some other things we liked about the film in general. So, because, I mean, we, we're trying to <laughs> keep it, uh, you know, nowhere near an hour. So, let, let's try to... Yeah. I'll get to some other pieces. Um, so let's just talk about Killmonger real quick. Um, Michael B. Jordan, what, what did you think of his performance? Man, Killmonger, in my opinion, is the most relatable character in the whole film. I and, think it depends on where you're coming from. It, Cause, so, so you know what's interesting? Like, So I saw it with uh, a group of people. And one of the people was, um, he was a white male, 11 years old. And he said, uh, you know, I feel like Killmonger could have done more. He could have been, he could have been a little more effective. He could have done this, could have done that. And I was like, man, they'll never allow that shit. And just be, I like, and I ain't going to get into it. You, you, you know, you ain't really going to get it if I get, you know, go into detail, but you know, imagine a story where T'Challa's too late and the vibranium gets out. And when it gets out, vibranium reaches the hood and then they go out to white suburbs. Can't make that movie. Mm-mm. <laughs> like, cannot make that movie. <laughs> like, it's for a bunch of reasons. But... I mean, I don't know, man. I, but, but I, just, the, I thought that character. But the thing of it, is, like, Killmonger is a. I, he's not relatable to me. He he's somebody who does, however, ask me or, or forces me to ask certain questions of myself. So, like for example, you know, I, so you you know, as a Black American, not just a Black American, but somebody who's done okay for himself so far in his life are you satisfied with it's one thing to be like right, well I can't do nothing for people in Africa but are you satisfied letting everybody else who came up from similar circumstances just kind of rot are you okay with that or are you are you going to just like act like you don't see them are you act like you somebody from Wakanda, or are you interested in doing something that can affect their lives and affect their outcome of their lives? Um, 
you know, are you going to stay silent? That kind of thing. Because the movie isn't just about, I mean, yeah, it's about superpowers and all that. And when I say superpowers, I mean politically and, and from a global, uh, real politic perspective. But also it was asking questions of individuals. Uh, like, the thing that I thought was so interesting, so, like, it asks all these micro questions, but even on a smaller level, when, when Killmonger sees his father again, and I can't remember exactly how he put it, but Killmonger was just like, you know, there's nothing in life but death, blah, blah, blah. I have a, the, the quote you were just talking about. Yeah, he said, everybody dies. Yeah, but his father was like, it's my, I should have taken you back sooner. Like, oh, yeah. it's my fault. Like, you, you don't, you don't value but, life. Yeah, because he was raised by America. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> and so, and thing, like, because generally, generally he is us. Yes, and, and, and the thing is, like... That's why I say you, he relatable. <laughs> well, no, but the thing is, but from a Jabu standpoint, I felt like he, he was really relatable because he was like, I fucked up. Like, look what my son has become. True. Like, this is not what I wanted. First off, I didn't want... When I was singing and doing this radical shit, like, I wasn't planning on dying and leaving him behind. But they left him behind in freaking early 90s Oakland. Yeah. And then it's like he didn't pass down anything to his son about compassion for humanity. You know, in life itself and in understanding where he came from yeah, and why he, it's important to have certain values. He had a certain understanding of where he of where he came from. And I think that's what pushed him forward. That and his his anger and you know wanting nah, it was all revenge, revenge. And but but also he had the he learned all the militant stuff. Yeah, but the thing, he, he everything for him was about burning everything to the ground. Yeah, because Wakanda and starting over allowed so much to happen. To African people, to people of the African diaspora, they mm-hmm. just allowed it, and so he was going to get weapons, particularly to black people, not to set things right for humanity, but for black people. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting perspective. To, to yeah, see. so that they can be on top, and 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 if you have, and and it, I guess from his mindset, we there's the potential for that to happen, and it's never. It never been tapped into this whole time. It's it's interesting. But we now now as I was trying to wrap up because again I just want to move forward because like we we getting a little long. Oh, yeah, so yeah. the women in the film, what did you what did you think of how they, they were portrayed? You know what? I can't think. I was I was just thinking about this today. I can't think of too many instances, and not even just black women, where you just see women being in such um, in roles like that in the film. Where they were pretty much equals to every man that was in the movie. Like they were, they were strong. They were powerful. They hold. They held a political standing in this particular country. And you know, and it's it, interesting because there are people on that, like the royal council, men mm-hmm. and women, who are strong and who are weak. And by weak, I mean like physically unable to like. Fend off an intruder. Yeah. Like, uh, oh my god. Okay, well, let me go back and look at the name. Okoye. Yeah. She probably fucked up Killmonger immediately. Um, 
So she just tried. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, they put up a good fight. Her and you know, sure. Well, the they actually, if he the the, the advantage really is the suit. Because when he was fighting the door Malaje, I was thinking to my, <laughs> like I was thinking to myself like that suit is cheap as hell. Like, hey, can, can, let's talk about it for a second. The, I like the action for the most part, but like the stakes of the action were kind of downplayed by how freaking strong this like, suit, suit was. That suit, that suit made Iron Man suit look like shit. Like, and it's like I did not remember. I never thought about how powerful that suit was. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't know if it was that powerful. And look, that suit was a leather suit in the seventies. Just to be clear, it yeah, I know. But but they weave vibranium into the clothing. But but you know what I was thinking too is that like because because the door Melody, one thing they knew if we take this necklace off of him, we got his ass. <laughs> but it was like Sh- Shiri added all those upgrades to the suit where it advanced, where it takes in kinetic energy and stuff. And it's like how, it, but I think by 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 itself, like if he wasn't in that suit, I think they would have had his ass, and especially Okoye. Like Okoye yeah. is so badass. Oh, like the coldest part of the air was she uh when she was fighting uh, Wakabi, and them nigga was on the on the rhino, and she just put a hand out. I was like, damn. Nah, when he when he told her when he was like, "You will kill me, my love," she said for Wakanda in a heartbeat. Them folks oh, instantly yeah. bowed down. Like the whole, the whole, his whole army bowed down when she said it. There, they were like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> uh, all right, all right, you know what? Hey, dog, it's old. We don't want this. What did you think about Sherry? Since we're talking about the women, so I mean, oh, man, you know, it was. Uh, I, I just really was excited to. I mean, like it was cool seeing a woman in science. You know, period. Yeah. Um, and we've we've had that. We've had uh oh my god, what's the movie? Um, dang, it was about the the three black women from NASA. Yeah, I know um, what you're talking about. Uh, Taraji god, P. Dang it. Yeah, it's not coming to me right now. Um, so anyway, so there have been a lot of examples of, of black women who are you know great scientists, blah blah blah. But like for them to write her in such a way where she was also uh, you know, doing what are the what are those jokes? <laughs> Corny as hell, but like you know. Yeah. But then they also gave. I mean, she got to do a lot of stuff. She was able to fight. She got to do the the uh, kind of stereotypical scientists in the lab controlling the vehicle she just created thing. That was pretty tight. <laughs> and, and like it was, she got to do a whole lot of stuff, which I was really excited about. I, I, I like that character a lot. Like now. she was like, she was like, um, got to shine like that. She was like Q from 007 and also for some ah. reason. She reminded me of Penny on Inspector Gadget. Like it was just, it was like a lot of like real cool things about her. And then I also like the like the the brother and sister relationship between them because it's like yeah. you you can tell that she because it's something about you know like with, with younger siblings, especially like sisters, they kind of have your back the same way that you have their back. You know what why I'm do you think black people do the black panther handshake yet? Like no, I, I ain't got time for that. No, I ain't seen. <laughs> but, but but yeah, so it's it was a lot of cool things about Sherry's character. I also thought that there was something interesting about her in the sense of her being that young character that's kind of like set apart from tradition, and that's shown a lot through throughout the film. Like, um. Not to say that she disrespected or anything, but you could tell that she's from that gener- 
that this you know newer generation or whatever that's like you know like forget this you know we doing our own thing we on a whole new wave now so I think Sherry's also uh, she becomes Black Panther yeah at some point in the comic book series and there's an opening for her to possibly do that as well yeah I think um, yeah because I I know in um, the Taniyasi Coates run of it she she was the black panther at the beginning of it really yeah so what happens is that she was the black panther while Ch- t'challa was gone and then wakanda was attacked oh, by Thanos. T'challa was gone after the events of uh avengers uh, versus sh- x-men oh i wasn't thinking that i was thinking the thing with thanos where he resets the universes but okay yeah so no I, no dr it, doom not it, thanos excuse me man it was so much. Marvel be having too much shit. I can't even keep up with them comic books, to be honest with you. I haven't read the books, really, honestly, since Secret Wars ended. So, that's like 2015 or Secret so. Wars made my head hurt, so I couldn't even, I couldn't even do it. That was a pretty cool book it was too much going by on. itself. I don't know what happened. Especially, in like, with evil Captain America, Nazi Captain America. Okay, I just, that's not Secret Wars. That's something else. Cosmic Cube. Oh, okay, I thought that was Secret Wars. Being bad. a Nazi and all that. Like, all right. Um, but, yeah, so... I don't know. The, the women the women were amazing. I can't say nothing else about that. You know, we talking all night about them. Um, well, I think this is a good time to close up. There's like yeah. a million other things to talk about, but I mean, look, if there's a reason to do an, another uh, episode on Black Panther, we can do that down the road, but I feel like this is a good point to now, re- cease. Real quick, what would you put it on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, very solid 9. I say nine. Also, I don't think brought it down for me was the CGI. That and and again the the suit's too strong. I think there were ways to <laughs> make that function well, if, and fight. If they took the sense. necklace off, that would be the the thing. <laughs> yeah, there's more you could do. Because, I mean, like when they had the, the original suit wasn't that strong. Now the original suit, it, it, I'm sure they could that could have been taken out. It was that kinetic energy that made it too powerful. Um. It wasn't just, I don't know, man. I mean, I thought the fight was, was and the fights were decent. Um, I, I love a lot of things about the movie. Again, I could talk about this movie for hours and hours, but yeah. um, that, that's such a light-ass criticism, man. I love, I love that movie. It's yeah, really yeah, it's, it's, it pretty much is. Like I, like I said, I've seen it twice, and and I think the second time I even liked it more. And, you know, it's pretty good. I, I, I think it's in my top five Marvel movies, but Marvel's just knocking it out the park right now for me, so. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we can go on here and wrap it up, man. So, so, so you you guys, please leave us some um, comments. Um, we really appreciate that on on iTunes. Where else can they leave comments at? Uh, let's see. We got Google Play. We got SoundCloud. Oh, um, and email us. Um, email us at multi multiversepod at gmail dot com. That is correct, sir. And also, just, we are available at Twitter at multiverse po cool somebody took multiverse pod already jerks <laughs> they beat us to it yeah <laughs> whatever we years too late but that's <laughs> a couple years too late but anyway yeah, well thank you for listening this far if you got all the way out here uh really appreciate it uh share with friends do the reviews all that jazz and uh we'll catch you next time cool peace